come back down three five. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. Yep. yep. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Over 50, starting over on Barry Edwards. And I'm Merle Garrison. All right. How are you doing today? Doing great. Happy Friday to you. Oh, yeah. Always Happy looking Friday. forward to Friday morning. Absolutely. It's so fun. Lots to talk about. I got yeah, some fun yeah. stuff to talk about. Oh, you know, I wanted to tell you that this is yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, I saw I was on Instagram because I was... Uh, posting some of my work and I just, I, you know, like so many of these other things, I can't get into Instagram, but when I'm on there, cause I'm posting, I will scroll through and try to, you know, keep up on some things. Right. And, uh, I saw Candace Owens had a little video, a promo for, listen to this. You're going to like this. She's selling her own phone. It's called the freedom phone, the, the freedom phone. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's not right. tracked. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I it's wonder how she manages that. I do too. I would think that, and I know nothing else about it other than what I'm saying right here, right now. I, right, right. Um, I would think that it would be very limited because of the apps. You would have yeah. to, you know. I mean, it, it, here's another thing: is like if she could figure it out, how? How I mean, it seems like she easily figured that out. How come everybody else isn't doing that or anybody else? I don't know. Well, probably because we're so tethered to Google and yeah. Apple yeah. and uh, all of these apps. Everybody wants and maybe the demand will start shifting. But to this point, everybody wants the best apps and the most functionality and their freaking Chinese TikTok uh program and i'm wondering though is the freedom phone like that old phone those those uh crank those it up that they didn't have like any data at all so it's like well they can't really look at your apps because you don't have any <laughs> right right no she uh she held it up to the screen and she showed these apps and she said i don't know said what their names were or something it's like i didn't recognize what they were Huh. So that's all I know. I'm interested. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. if I had time, maybe even later today, I'll actually Google, Google it. Seems like a, a pretty good sign, though, that uh, doesn't it? That the, the awareness turning. Yes, exactly. awareness. That, awareness. That's the, right. It's uh, that's something that we kind of talk about you and I uh, individually a lot is that, boy, when you watch mainstream media, you there's a whole different world right there. And but more and more people are looking at uh, different sources of news, such as podcasts and things like that. And the, the awareness is spreading in spite of mainstream media and our politicians, our government, all conspiring and and big tech, all of these that are conspiring to censor everything that we think and say, I know, I know this is you heard about. I'm sorry, I'm getting way ahead of myself. But no, you no. heard about uh, uh the government proposing uh, uh, monitoring our SMS text messages to see you know, it, it was almost misinformation surreal when I saw that yeah. article come aboard and just saw Jen Psaki so casually talking about it mm -hmm. uh, that, oh, it's no big deal. We're just working with big tech and SMS com companies to monitor or manage SMS to prevent misinformation mm. about COVID-19. Yeah. Boy, that was a 1984 moment if I hadn't heard one before. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely terrifying because it's, it's like everything else. You give them that little in, and now that becomes the precedent. When they want to take the next step, they say, well, look, we do this, and all this good comes from it. They'll spin it however they want. So now we want to do this, which is monitor your phone calls, and which I'm sure they do already. I really am sure they do. But at the same time, okay, so they could listen to our phone calls, but they, they're not censoring our phone calls. Oh, good point. Uh, they're not censoring anything here, uh, our, our, our email messages or, or anything like that. So, so that, I mean, that's what they're talking about here mm -hmm. is that yeah. they'd have the ability to somehow prevent information from being sent. So I think about Candace Owen, I can't help getting this picture in my head. I'm like, okay, to, to combat this, we're gonna have to take away all the apps. They'll figure out something for that. We'll, we'll soon be relegated to smoke signals yeah. and the government will have a smoke maker that can add to our smoke makers <laughs> or delete <laughs> right. our smoke. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, I mean, this is a crazy, it's crazy what's happened. I'm making fun, but it's actually uh, one of the most serious threats mm -hmm. to our way of life. I mean, talk about the elimination of freedom of speech. These are private conversations that we're having with our friends and family that they think that they have the right to interfere in, but they don't. I mean, we mm -hmm. spent a lot of time talking about the Constitution and the limited form of government that we have in the federal government. And, and, and it says in the 10th Amendment that if it's not, I'm going to paraphrase, if it's not listed here in the Constitution, then the federal government does not have that right. Mm. The, the, the They've overstepped their rights already so much. The Constitution's enumerated, and that means that there's, they're, the, the powers that they have are numbered. And if it's not in those numbers, they don't have that power. They don't have that power. That's mm -hmm. just plain and simple. So well, uh, we'll see what happens with that. I think there's going to be some very serious challenges to that. And if there's not, we'll know something's fishy. Something's always fishy. The, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the movement against free speech for censorship is is been unearthed, uncovered, and now we take, we're taking it very seriously. Thank God. We're re-educating ourselves as to why freedom of speech is so important because we've taken it for granted for so long. Well, take a look at what's happening in Cuba right now because um, oh, what we saw the protest happen on Sunday and uh, yesterday, the government of Cuba shut down the internet for mm. the citizens so that they would not have the ability to you know communicate amongst each other and also with their family members uh, or anybody outside the country to show what's actually happening and uh, these protests we know that the government uh, had decided to crack down on those protesters and we've heard of beatings and many arrests people have disappeared and of course they didn't want us to be able to see that. And uh, I think that's very interesting that um, even our government has had a very tepid response to what's happening over there. Um, there's, but this whole shutdown of freedom of speech or any kind of speech, you can mm. see how it could be used against a population like Cuba right across the way from us. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is something we, don't, we, we should be standing against. It doesn't matter. Uh, your what your partisan relationship is, we should all be united in this one.
Well, yeah, in Haiti, uh, all the oh, stuff going yeah. on there. So I, I'm really... not sure what's going on there. I heard of uh, assassinations, I think. Oh, I... yeah. They, they took out the, I don't know if his title was prime minister, emperor, whatever. But they took out the big guy. And, um, and it was a SWAT, like, uh, well, it was mm, like a, a SWAT imposter squad oh you're kidding oh yeah i'm surprised you didn't hear about that uh, yeah you know i couple, can't keep up with everything <laughs> couple people were americans or <clears throat> at least related to the american government uh i didn't go into a lot of detail with it either uh but so there's been all of these uh videos of them chanting uh, in their language yelling freedom 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 mm -hmm. over and over again and Saki tried to spin that as because that are they needed supplies. Well, no, they didn't want to. They some press people were trying to ask them about the government, the state of the government situation. In other words, try to get them to denounce communism and they would not do it. Saki said, well, what they want is they need supplies and they need medical equipment because of COVID and things like that. Total spin. They can't denounce communism. Right, that right. is telling. Well, it is. It, it's very telling. I mean, they're they're marching around with American flags, <laughs> and that, you know. So um, that's got to kill the left. Yeah, you know? and and here's the other thing, and I I know we're jumping into current events pretty quickly here, but yeah, because we're gonna back is, up. This is some crazy stuff that um, we see what's happening at our southern border right now. This flood of people. So far, we've had over a million people come over the southern border, larger than many cities here in the country, including San Francisco. And it's changing the population. But the thing is, is that the uh, Admiral of the Navy came out in the strongest terms uh, this week to say, if you are planning on coming over to America by sea, do not try it you will be apprehended, you will not make it to this country. Well, okay, that's a pretty interesting thing based on the comment that you just made about how they won't uh, criticize communism. They know that when the Cubans came over here before and uh, uh, came in as refugees in Florida and made their resi permanent residency in Florida, that those people traditionally vote Republican. <clears throat> And so you got these people coming over the southern border that we believe would vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. And boy, you could come on in. But if you're going to come in from Cuba, do not even try it. Mm -hmm. And how do they how is that? I mean, mm -hmm. come on. That is right. talk about uh, transparent. Um, you know, it's not about being racist because that's what they say. You're racist if you Always. don't want coming over the southern border. Well, uh, last I looked, the people of Cuba look a lot like the people from Mexico. So mm -hmm. what, what? So it's not racism. It's about voting and it's about uh, yeah. who has the power. And it's a sick game that they're playing right here. And they're using us as pawns to play that game. Yeah. But again, you know, we need to be aware of this kind of stuff. We do. And we're getting uh, more and more. So yeah, I wanted to back up a little bit. And, um, I want to encourage people to check out this Joe Rogan podcast is number 1670, uh, 1,670 podcasts um, with David Sinclair. He's a Harvard professor, and they're discussing the uh, apparent reversal of our aging. 
process. Uh, he's been studying this for a long time, and I'm only a third of the way through it. I'm exactly 47 minutes into it, and I'm absolutely riveted by it. And he talked, uh, they're talking about different methods, and um, Joe pushed him on this one, and he's like, okay, I don't condone this, but HGH combined with DHEA uh, supplement absolutely has a uh, age reversal factor to it. He explained it more. I didn't take any notes. I was just at the gym listening to it. So right, right. I'm really just doing a flyby here. I've been taking DHEA for 20 years. And I've never heard of these things. So you're gonna have well, to HGH is human growth hormone. Oh, it's oh. to me, it's re related with steroids and it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone's been taking that forever. In fact, I remember hey. when he got busted in Australia. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. About long that. time ago. Yeah. With yeah. HGH. So yeah, it's uh, so I don't know. I would under doctor supervision, I would mess with it in, in small doses, but the DHEA is uh, a supplement that you can get on vitamins.com or whatever. I took, uh, 25 milligrams of that every day when I was in my 30s. I upped it to uh, 50 milligrams in my 40s, and now I'm at 100 milligrams, and I'm going to stay there for the rest of my life uh, as a 50s. And what that does, as I've read about, is it has a way of stimulating your body uh, to uh, produce more of your uh, natural hormone in men, testosterone, and in women. Um, oh, okay. What's it in women? Estrogen. Um, yes, very good. Yeah, and uh, so that I've always sworn by that. Of course, that yeah. in a multivitamin, uh, natural multivitamin. And, and you, it was D H E A. Is yeah. that would you, any idea what that stands for? Yeah, no. I could look it up here. No, minute, no, don't worry. It'll be it. really long. Dextrose, yeah, yeah. something, something hydro. Doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, and then he was talking about this guy, uh, David. Uh, where did where did my notes go? David Sinclair, the Harvard yeah, professor, yeah. he's talking right. about there. There are in human clinical trials right now doing this uh, hyper. Uh, is it hyperbaric chambers? I, it's uh it's forcing oxygen into you. I know a lot oh, of NFL okay. players like Tom Brady does this. Huh. Joe Rogan does this, has yeah. his own hyperbaric chamber. But there's a study going on in Israel where, and the guy said, and ironically, it's a German study in Israel. <laughs> um, he says that they have a giant room. With, they put 20 people in it, and they press a bunch of oxygen in there for a while, and uh, more than normal. And then they take it away less than normal. And what they're doing is kind of shocking the body back and forth. And they think it's, they say the studies look like if I say, if it's, if I'm putting this one with the correct study, because he talked about a lot of different ones, but right, right. it took literally 20 years, uh, gave them 20 years uh, back really? to their lives. And he has proprietary ways of measuring your actual age. It says it has nothing to do with your chrono chronological age. And uh, another thing that he says is, of course, exercise is the most important thing. And he says, you can just run 10 minutes a day, a few times a week, and you're going to get pretty much as much benefit as any other very strenuous exercise. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll, I think I said before, I'll say again, I heard uh, 
Jordan Peterson say because I, I have to get his name in a, in every podcast. Let's get it out uh, yes. of the way good, at the beginning. Good work. And uh, he said a couple of weeks ago in a podcast that your brain, uh, cognitive aptitude, your ability starts, uh, it peaks at 25 and you start a slow decline. But he said from there on, but he said by far and away, the number one thing to stimulate cognitive ability, it's not crossword puzzles, it's exercise by hmm, far and away. That makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it's just to like, it's kind of like blowing out the carburetor in a car. You mm. uh, get rid of uh, your sweating or and working out, you're upping your metabolism to get rid of the good and bring, uh, get rid of the bad and bring more good in and oxygenating the body. I guess that's what uh, all that has to do with. Certainly cardiovascular to get your lungs uh, yeah, breathing yeah. heavy. Well, and you know, have you ever noticed that if you have something really heavy on your mind, if you go for a walk, oh, it's everything. Something about that. I, oh, I think it all goes together with what you're saying. Going through bad times when I when I've just felt just horrible, like uh, yeah. closing in on uh, uh, what do you call that uh, anxiety attack or something. Uh, exercise, heavy exercise, man. It's a yeah. lifesaver. Well, Absolute lifesaver. They always say, like, uh, in, even if you're having anxiety attacks to exercise, uh, that that's, uh, it's counterintuitive to the person having anxiety because they just feel like laying down. But mm, yeah, uh, apparently that's right. what you're supposed to do. For sure. Yeah. Uh, another thing that he said is super important, and you'll hear different camps on this, but is eating less. And he goes, you don't need three meals a day. And mm. he goes, some people just eat to eat, most people just eat to eat and you're never hungry. And a big problem with that is, boy, this ties into so much that we've talked about regularly, yeah. but a big problem with not being hungry is that your body is satiated. In other words, it doesn't feel any struggle. It, it doesn't have anything to try uh, for. And I see we, what you're saying. Humans need struggle. And if you take it away, see how much we've talked about this. If you take away that struggle, we do it with our kids and participation trophies and all that. What do they do? They, they uh, become anarchists or they, they uh, hide themselves in video games, trying to struggle to get to the next challenge of level. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Create, it creates huge problems. It creates anxiety. So he says just eating less and making sure you're hungry. Uh, like if you can eat once a day, great. Don't, don't eat late though. And, yeah. uh, but to be hungry is a really important thing that, uh, again, fighting against age, aging, I forget how he said it, but he said that that makes your body like have to try harder. Huh? That's really interesting. And I don't even not this, a very nice guy when I'm hungry. Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking too, because I was, you know, I'm at the gym a couple hours ago listening to this and I'm like, well, I always eat a little something before the podcast to take the edge off. Right, right. You know, I don't I, want thank that. You. I don't want yeah. you coming in here edgy. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. <laughs> You're hard enough to handle. <laughs> he's telling me exactly the opposite. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll wait and I'll be starving by the time we get done with the podcast. <laughs> Please don't do that, Barry. I know. And I've I did. Seen you. I I've ate. seen you food pissed before. Oh, 
oh, look who's talking. In college, you were the worst. You I don't would, know if I was the worst. You man. were the I, worst. You I, would come I, I busting think I met in. my match when I you met you. came busting in, door flying against the wall, and you took these long strides. And it's just yeah, be yeah. like to throw your stuff down and get something to eat. You better not be in the way either. <laughs> That's a fact, man. It might bite my arm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think so, I, I, that that whole terminology came from that the college experience. Well, you know what people came up with later, because we used to always say he's food piss. You and I came up with that. But right. what came up later is, I mean, like 10 years ago is hangry. Yeah, yeah. Is, right. That's so, it's, a, so, it's a good one. It yeah. is. It is. And then we started seeing those uh, Carl's Jr.'s commercial with the yeah. bottle, you know, and the burger on the card. We're like, oh, you're horngry now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've never heard that there? before. Oh, oh yeah. OK. It's like, why? Why does that make me that doesn't make me want a hamburger? I'm sorry, but I, I know it worked for somebody. What? So what's your take on what I said about the eating thing? How do you do your, your I, eating? It's probably habitual, my guess. Do you guys? Well, do here's, here's and, the, you know, so um, I, you know, you mentioned three meals a day. I haven't had three meals a day. I don't even remember the last I probably time I do had two. three meals a day. Yeah, I, I pretty much uh, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I probably have two meals a day. And, um, and we don't always have like a, a dinner that we cook, you know, sometimes we just say, Hey, you're on your own tonight. And I'll we make do that like all the time. something. And, uh, uh, but, um, I do like Anne Marie was just saying this last night. I do like when I do have a dinner, I don't, I like to have like, uh, a, a meat and a, like some kind of side thing to go with it, you know, like mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. like it's not really a meal and I do you too. have like a couple of things there and she's same here. So, uh, what, what is that? Uh, we do a delivery service too. um, blue apron. I've heard and of uh, Anne Marie's been making these meals on Blue Apron, and they're delicious. They're you just very... pop them in the oven, don't you? No, no. I wish. I, I'm sure she wishes. Mm. What they do is they give you all the supplies, like all the vegetables and everything, uh, so you don't have to get it. But you have to prepare all of that stuff. Mm. You know, like it'll mm. be a package of chicken to go with it, and they got a recipe, and you you prepare it, and. Um, Boy, Anne Marie, she wasn't a big cook before this. Uh, the the actual cooking that she's done with this blue apron, we've been doing it for over a year. Hmm. Um, she's learned all these things now, and now she can mix and match the different things that she's learned. She's an awesome cook now. Yeah. And this is all very, you know, you can choose your levels of fat intake and mm. everything like that. So nice. that's pretty good. That uh, is. My, my problem is this, is that, and you mentioned it too, is that I get hungry late at night and I want a snack. And yeah, uh, I, I love yogurt. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's my go-to uh, mm -hmm. when I want to, but some, and I have like these, uh, sometimes I'll have three of them because <laughs> I'm so hungry, you know? Uh, uh, and I don't think that's good. Or here's it's not. There's a lot of sugar in yogurt. Is uh, chocolate milk. I am a- Really? You little milk. kid. I know I can't help it. It's this. It's it's comfort food for me, I guess. Uh, and so I love it. It's and, and the problem is, is if you buy some, if Anne Marie brings some home, I almost can't stop drinking it. I I would encourage you to make the move to almond milk. And I, yeah, I did that. We have a some in the refrigerator. We just got some. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I would and try it. I know you. You're, you're such a creature of habit. You're gonna be like, "This tastes nasty. I don't like it." I don't like the voice you just used. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but listen to me, just do it, uh, stick to it for a couple months and then then go ahead and say if you if you're having your doubts still, then go ahead and try that milk again and be like, yeah, <laughs> I, I did that. By that. I did that because uh, I had some milk. This is just recently uh, when I made my uh, I had to go buy some milk to make my nearly world famous garlic mashed potatoes. So I had some <laughs> left over. And uh, so I use I, I only use it for my coffee in the morning, you know, right, I, right. and uh, I use almond milk now and unsweetened. I freaking love it. I, lo I think I like coconut milk even better. I was doing that really? for a while. Oh, it wow. tastes so good. Does it? But almond, almond, I did all my research milk. Almond milk's up there with amongst the very best for you. I've heard that. I, dairy milk. I mean, humans are like, are the only species that after birth, after child, uh, after infancy, still drink milk. That right there yeah. tells you there's something wrong there. There's um, something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> I did the milk thing in my coffee, as I said, because I had that leftover. This is like a month ago or so. Yeah. And I was like, oh, disgusted. I got this uh, aftertaste, that gumminess in my mouth, the bad <laughs> breath. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that, that milk does that, right? Yeah, yeah. I get so that. I, I encourage you get off that. The regular so stuff. almond milk doesn't do that? Not at all. No. Oh, oh, okay. No, I think I it's great. I like I like what you're saying right there. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, food products, I think this is a good segue. I was I, oh, was I just looking... want to ask you one thing quickly. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So that blue apron, I'm imagine that it's all perfectly clean, correct? There's no preservatives. Oh, no, 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 no. OK, Nothing that's very important at all. Yeah, okay. it's everything's totally fresh, all fresh vegetables. Uh, the meat that they send along with it as well is just prime. Uh, nice. everything just tastes really good. Everything's really fresh. And like I said, Anne-Marie, you know, she's really good at following recipes. That's how she, if you, if she has a recipe, like a step-by-step -step, man, she's good to go. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with that. I have a, I, I mean, it, it, it's too much. I don't know. I have, you know, there's certain people that cook when they, they don't really follow the recipe. It's and me. It kind of changes every time a little bit. Yeah, it's me. Other people, can't, that's how I cook too. Yeah. And Marie, she's got to have it right there in front of her. And it works for her. So mm -hmm. God bless her. I yeah, keep on sure. going, girl. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good thing though. Uh, hey, so, you know, one of the, the things that Anne-Marie and I are constantly going back and forth on is the food, uh, if, if food is expired or not. Oh, <laughs> and, I and just it, had that dilemma. Go ahead. Did you really? Okay, yes, so yes. so I'll go, like, because it's my job to throw out the trash and everything, and I'll go grab the trash, and it'll be, like, 30 pounds. And Wait a second. Oh, I just cleaned out the closet, and I'm like, well, look at all this food, and it'll be like, well, this is expired. And I'm like, well, it ex what do you mean? The date is yesterday. Do you, you really, you think that it just went bad on that exact date? And she's like, well, that's what it says. And I'm not taking any chances. And basically I always lose that one. How about oh, yeah. you? Um, I would lose that one every time with Lisa, yeah. for sure. For yep, sure. Yeah. Um, like, all right. But yeah. I agree with you. So just two days ago, and I just checked the date, it's the 16th. All right. So two mm -hmm. days ago, I went to Mark's down here and I often get turkey burger there. I make uh, turkey burger all the time. I make it usually make it like uh, all minced up with, well, I have certain ingredients, believe it or not. I put, I, I mix it all up like a meatloaf, kind of like uh, I put uh, uh, oatmeal in it instead of breadcrumbs. 
and uh, some seasoned salt, like we used to use yes, back in yes. college, parsley and oregano. And I mixed this all up and it, believe it or not, it kind of almost tastes like sausage. Oh, and onion, onion for the moisture. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I put it in a frying pan. I kind of break it up as much as possible by hand and I, and put it in a frying pan and then I just mince it up as much as possible. Then I put all natural hot sauce in it tons. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like sloppy Joe at the end. Right. This is kind of my Mexican uh, turkey yeah. burger that I then I can put in my bean dip. Lisa likes to mix it with her vegetables. I like I love um, what do you call those beans? Not navy beans. Great northern beans. Oh. I, I love those. I could just take them right out of the can, heat them up. I put pepper in there. And then if I put some of that spicy turkey in there, I got something really going on. How so I use it that? in all these different ways. That's my protein. I agree with you that when I eat a meal, I want meat. I want meats of some sort. Yeah, so um, do I. I think I mentioned before, I do substitute from time to time these uh, vegetable patties or different things that I get at Aldi's that are all natural, but they taste, I think I said it to you before, but if I eat them once a week, oh, they're great. But if I go to twice a week, it's like, eh, I don't know about these things. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, I so, know exactly what you're saying. So right? I, I, Too I much do of that. a good thing is not a good thing. Correct. Now, so what I was saying is, so I went to Mark's to get this turkey burger and it was 99 cents for a package. It's usually two or three ninety nine, like three ninety nine. I'm like, what? Right. So I look at the expiration date. All of them are marked at 99 cents. And it's that day. It was uh, July 14th. Gotcha. So it was uh, sell by July 14. I'm and, sure it's yeah. illegal to sell it after. I'm sure well, it, it's here's. So it, I had the same dilemma one. that you yeah. brought up. But did you buy it? I, did, I bought two packages. You got two packages. And I cooked the one package immediately. And I'm going to cook and, the second one today. And because and, uh -oh. I think now you tell me, I think that if you cook it right away, it's kind of like you got a whole new lease on life there. Because you, you cooked whatever, if there's bacteria in there or whatever, out, you know? That's right. That's how I see it. Now, this article does not address this, uh, Barry, but this is one of the things that Anne-Marie and I have gone back and forth on, too, is like, she says, well, you know, the chicken, you, you know, you it's been in the refrigerator for two days, then we cooked it. And then I put the chicken back in and she's like, no, it's already been in there for two days. I said, no, but we cooked it. Yes. It's like you said, it, now it's cooked. It's not raw meat. It's a new It'll thing last now. Much longer. It's a, yes. it's a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is really this scientific. Is male, male <laughs> uh, logic, right? It's a new thing. It's not raw chicken. Even in right. Spanish, they have two words for chicken. <laughs> Uh, one is for raw chicken and one's for cooked chicken. There so it's a go. new thing, man. And <laughs> at least in, in Mexico, it is. Um, but anyway, let me just read some of this to you because this is an eye opener. Uh, this mm. is coming from an article I got from uh, the advisory board, which is a health, uh, one of the health periodicals that I that I'm plugged into. And uh, uh, but this is actually getting information from Consumer Reports. And I'll, I'll just read you part of it because this was an eye opener to me. Uh, sell by, use by, bestest if used by. Discerning the difference between your food products expiration labels can be confusing. So how do you know what to keep and what to toss? In the Washington Post Consumer Reports, it breaks it down. So here's what it's saying. Um, this is an eye opener. With the exception of baby formula, the federal government doesn't regulate food products 
date labels, according to Consumer Reports. Uh, so the federal government doesn't regulate that. Uh, that's largely be because the labels rarely have anything to do with the safety of your food. I didn't know that. More I... often than not, the labels serve as manufacturers' best guesses about how long their food will taste its freshest, according mm. to Consumer Reports. They're also often used as a guide for supermarkets when shopping, stocking shelves. The result, mm. supermarkets and consumers often throw away food that has exceeded the label date, but is otherwise likely healthy to eat. Interesting. So before you throw out that milk, here's a breakdown of what the labels mean, according to Consumer Consumer reports best if used by or before mm -hmm. this label refers to the date by which the food product will have the best quality and flavor. For example, a manufacturer of crackers will set a date based on when the crackers may lose their crispness. Okay. So it's not, it's not going to be a bad uh, cracker. It's just not going to be the best. How cracker. bad can crackers get? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've had some pretty stale crackers. Well, stale, before. stale yeah, sucks, not, but it's like an inconvenience. It's not a health. Thing. It's not yet. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And that's the point I think they're making Here's use by mm -hmm. use by labels indicate the last date. The manufacturer can guarantee the best quality of the product, but it is not an indication of food safety. Did you hear that, Anne-Marie? <laughs> and sell-by. Sell-by labels are mm. set for retailers, not consumers. Sure, and sure. denote when a retailer, and I think that's what it might have said on your on your uh, turkey, by the way. Mm, sell-by. Probably. Uh, um, not, and so if they have a sell-by date, they might lower that price to get it sold. They by did significantly. And, and it denotes when a retailer should remove the product from its shelves to ensure it is sold during its peak quality window. Mm. Products often are safe and considered a reasonable quality for several days to several weeks after the sell-by date. Whoa. You hear that? Several days to several weeks. You know, now that you say that, I wish... I would have bought several more of those at that super cheap price and put them in the freezer. Yeah, you know what? This is interesting because it says, so if you eat the food past the date, you may not notice any difference in quality, sure. especially if the date has recently passed. The article actually goes on to say that um, <clears throat> freezing your food uh, is a great way of just exactly what you just said. It's a great way of prolonging uh, your food. So it goes on to say it's worth noting that several of the world's largest consumer good companies are in the process of simplifying their their expiration labels mm. to two options, either best if used by or used by. But it also says here that cons that the consumer reports are saying that if you eat the food past the date, uh, I'm sorry, uh, they're saying that these uh, these manufacturers are typically very conservative with their dates. So oh, sure. that that uh, the sell by it could they usually could go probably further, but they they're conservative. So well, that's something what you're telling me. And, and first of all, the eye opener was I thought this was FDA regulated and mandated. Same. That's what I that's what Anne Marie and I health. Bought purposes yeah. but what you're opening up my eyes to is these manufacturers want to make sure that it's getting to the consumer when it's at its best that's exactly right now yeah. here's a couple other things because you mentioned some canned food here generally speaking canned foods can be stored for two to five years oh, and wow. consumer reports writes that while Foods high in acids, such as tomatoes or pickles, can be stored for 12 to 18 months. However, 
perishable foods like meat or dairy have a much shorter life. And what they're saying here is uh, to trust your taste buds and smell with these. Uh, so once perishable foods have gone bad, they'll typically grow bacteria, mold, or yeast, mm. which you'll likely notice or smell. Mm. So uh, so that's that. It's and Then it goes on to talking about how not to waste your food. But the freezing part is a, a big deal. But that's it. Mm. So it doesn't come from the FDA. That's what I thought. Yeah. And That's I thought game we changer. were pretty much like, oh my God, we got to eat this before the date. And yeah. Now, and then I, do I feel sick? I think I might. Yeah. You know, that's how you play that in your head. <laughs> uh, I think I'm okay. I do have a weird aftertaste. <laughs> ah, that's so there really you go. interesting. But this is a big deal because here, you know, times we, we've all had to tighten our belts a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't want to be wasting good food. Right. That's the worst thing to be doing. And and we've we've thrown out you know, it's like big bags of food before because of those stupid dates. Now, I, t I eat a lot of uh, lunch meat because I like the boar's head. It's all natural. It's, I it's love lean. boar's head. Oh, uh, isn't it so good? Uh, it's so good. I always get the buffalo chicken. I used mm. to get turkey all the time. Turkey's so Me good too. for you and lean. Yeah. But this chicken, the thing about the turkey is deli meat turkey is, yeah. man, I got like a two-day period in my head, a uh, clock, a window, because there's nothing worse than that. Turkey gets a little slimy. Oh, I don't like that. With each I passing eat the day. too fast, though. There's no way I'm going to let any slime get on my turkey. That's why I went to the chicken, though, because oh. it does. It's less doesn't really doesn't do, do it that. as fast. Not or, yet. Doesn't oh. really do it. Oh, OK. Yeah, because yeah, I don't I, like that. So I get that. And then I get tavern ham as well, which is a pretty lean ham. But ham. It's almost like my salon. It's like a healthy salami. If you want to go that route, it, it gives a lot of flavor, but it's not like salami is really unhealthy for you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I look at it like the ham, like salami light. Uh, so I make I sandwiches see. out of those. And, um, mm. oh, I, the reason I brought that <laughs> up, I wanted to just tell you about the, the slimy turkey thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I got, and it's in my head too. How long has that turkey been in there? Two days? Oh, you know. it's a, two days is your thing, huh? Yeah. After two Kinda, days, maybe three yeah. with yeah. the turkey. Huh. Yeah, three days. I and mean, I'm a big turkey lover too, Me but too. I guess you know that's the perishable thing that they're talking about in consumer reports is you know mm. the slime. Maybe that's bacteria. I don't know. That's not. I don't know. Not I don't something know. I like. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that whole thing. So anyway, hopefully that'll help you to save some food out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you want to go into current events? Sure. There's there's almost too much. Uh, actually, sure. before we go on to that, I wanted to talk about something. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a an experience here where we've got this sort of a a dog area that they I live in a um in a townhouse and they made sort of a dog area where people can take their dogs to you know. Uh, do their business yeah and um we had a little accident happen out right outside oh. of my window where uh two women were out there one of them was elderly and um one of them had a big german shepherd and the other one had sort of a miniature dog and uh the woman with the german shepherd lost control of her dog uh, she couldn't hold it back. The German Shepherd wanted to play with the other dog. What ended up happening is the woman with the German Shepherd fell down on top of the little dog, mm. and the little dog ended up it broke the dog's leg. Um, mm. <clears throat> it was a terrible, terrible thing. 
and uh, we went through. We we helped out with this and took her to the vet and everything. And the long story short is the little dog Lola is okay. She she Thank had God. a a spir- This is terrible. She had a spiral fracture in her tibia, and uh, they had to actually do surgery. And uh, she's got a big cast on her. There was almost eight thousand dollars worth of surgery. Who's paying that bill? Well, it's gonna be they're working it out. It's oh. a, the woman that fell down was obviously negligent in this whole thing. It was mm-hmm. an accident, sure, uh, but she couldn't uh, control her dog. And I've had too many bad experiences with that. And that's where I wanted to go is mm-hmm. that you know, this is here, this caused a lot of damage. And 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 you get this, um, the elderly woman is recently widowed and i had sheila is her name i haven't seen her since uh her husband skippy passed away she's pretty much been you know trying to get over the grief of this whole thing she's been with him since she was 16 she's like 75 now oh my god and um and so you know the grief has been overwhelming but this little dog that they got shortly before skippy died has been the the love that's carried her through this so when this happened to her dog i mean she was She seemed to be as hurt as the dog was. I, mean, I get it. Every time that dog whimpered, you know, she made a noise. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, oh, it was it was heartbreaking to see. Yes. Bottom line is, though, is that we've got to do a better job as a society of uh, keeping our dogs on leashes. That's number one. And yeah. make sure you have like a leash that you can control your dog with. I mean, this mm-hmm. woman had this little tiny thin leash and the, the dog is like 80 pounds mm-hmm. you know she could have had some kind of harness or something yes uh, the harnesses work great if they, they do the ones that clip to the neck it brings them off balance when they try to pull so it doesn't matter how big that dog is they cannot right. yeah that, it, they get out of control and merle i had that problem continuously with laney my little beagle and I went from Bowser, the wolf-like dog, to Laney, the little victim. And <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's funny it was a how big, different they were. And I had that problem constantly. People with their big dogs, and they and they just completely oblivious to the fact that I, I had this happen all the time. They're coming at me with their two big dogs, and they're going, "My dogs just want to say hi." And I'm like, "No, no, she's a rescue. She's terrified." And what she would do is then nip, bite, because she's terrified. Right. And then get her butt kicked. And then somehow I'm the bad guy in this whole deal. I had this happen all the time. And a lot of times it was with women who could not control their dogs. Well, this is exactly what happened to Anne-Marie. She went out to the park with Stella several years ago. And uh, this woman who had a pit bull could not control her dog. And Stella ended up getting bit like this dog bit down on her leg and wouldn't let go. Uh, Anne-Marie was injured in the process as well. Fortunately, Stella didn't break her leg. But, you know, we had this whole terrible thing we had to deal with. And and it's all about, you know, control your dog. And besides that, man, we'd go over to that dog park all the time. And they'd have dogs off the leash all the time. So now you got dogs running to you off yeah. of off a leash. And uh, that can be, you know, uh, scary. If you yes. are timid around other dogs, uh, it's terrifying not only to you, but also to your dog. I'm not that, that way, but I had a couple dogs come after us that did actually, <laughs> they were pretty scary. It, it, yeah. You know, like I had a big sure. German Shepherd chase us one time. 
the funny thing was we ended up chasing the German shepherd. So that was cool. But you know, <laughs> didn't know that was going to happen. We, you know, you have to act bigger than you are. Like you're not afraid. And yeah. That's how we got it to go away. But man, it's uh people got to do a, if you own a dog take responsibility yeah it's it's an ignorant there's an ignorance there i gotta say i've wondered for years uh I'm I'm an anti-litigious person. We are just in such a litigious society. Everybody's suing everybody all the time. And that uh, it takes away all of our fun, our diving boards, our monkey bars, our playgrounds, all of that. But but I've nonetheless always wondered how these dog parks can stay open more than a week. Right. Seriously, because I think it would take all of one week for some fool with a big dog uh, whose dog kills another dog or at least injures. And there you got lawsuits. Well, and here it is, too. I mean, this uh, poor woman uh, who fell on the dog, um, Mm. she's going to have to pay eight thousand dollars. And so it's not just that, hey, be kind, put your dog on a leash or control your dog. You, You could end up being in the hole some serious money here because man mm. these <clears throat> i tell you after having a dog boy the vet uh, that, that man they do great work but boy they're expensive yeah and i had that i certainly i had a lot of those problems with laney very yeah. very expensive surgeries which makes me think um well, I'll save it for the lighter side. Uh, <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you, I saw this article that it was pretty shocking. Uh, always talking about L.A. 17 million gallon sewage spill. Uh, uh, L.A.'s largest treatment plant closes miles of South- Southern California beaches. Yeah. What is up with that? That's just what we needed, right? Is yeah. uh, just a big, like millions of gallons of sewage oh. spilling into the ocean. You know, Barry, since I've lived here and I moved here in uh, 2005. That's happened several times now. Um, how? It, it, how, yep. how? This is this is the like. How could you make that mistake more than once? Exactly. Um, I mean, one time you'd think, okay, that could happen, but several times that seems like a pattern. Like maybe they're like, hey, what do we do with all this sewage we got over here? I don't know. Let's have one of those accidents, you know? Like, <laughs> I guess. I don't know, but yeah. So but you would think the, the, the health agencies, the government health agencies yeah. would be all over this. You and would think. You would lawsuits think. Lawsuits and all of that. Fines. Well, what, what, we, what happens here, this is kind of the routine. It's all in the news. It's terrible. Don't go to the beach. And I mean, yeah. we're going to do something about this. And then <clears throat> it disappears in the news and then so it's another crime out. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it seems okay. So we have out here that uh, we have a water shortage. We have fires that are happening, but when you really pull back the, the, uh, the covers on this and take a look, it always comes back to government mismanagement of mm. our resources here. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they always find a convenient way to blame it on something else. So, oh, you know, God. it's a, uh, it's, it's a man out here in California, it's a racket. Hey, you know, speaking of California, this is, we, you know, we've got this uh, recall going on and uh, the governor is going to have, I guess it's on September 14th. Now it's, mm-hmm. it's moved around a little bit, but it's September 14th. It's going to be very interesting. I've explained it before. It's a two part process. <clears throat> the first is you go to the voter booth. <clears throat> the first choice you make is do we recall the governor? If so, then you vote for a number of people that are running for governor, including him. 
Uh, and it's interesting. He missed a deadline, so it's not going to have a D after his name. I don't think that's going to make a difference. Mm. But uh, the, the, and, and so Larry Elder threw his hat into the ring. Really? Yeah. So uh, if you don't know who, who he is, he's a, a, a prominent talk show host, a conservative. conservative and uh, I really enjoy him myself. Another rare uh I, I don't know how rare I, we think of black conservatives as rare, but all of a sudden, even as I was starting to say that, I'm like, well, black conservatives don't seem so rare anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think over the last couple of years, there's a lot more black conservatives mm -hmm. that have kind of opened their eyes. Uh, certainly Larry Elder is a leader of the black conservative movement and uh, boy, does he ever make sense, but really he's just a person that makes sense. Forget the fact that he's black. Yeah, he's a guy that just makes sense. And, but there's uh, times, Merle, as you know, that only a black man can say some conservative thing. Unfortunately, and, yes. And reach other black people. That's true. Yeah. And he has, he's, he's, he's just so logical. He's got a great story. Yeah. I listened mm -hmm. to him quite a bit. I find him completely compelling. I loved the movie that he put out last year called uncle Tom. If mm. you haven't seen that, movie, I haven't seen you that need yet. to see that. It's it got is great reviews, yeah. such an eye opening movies. It mm -hmm. just it chalked with historical fact, but anyhow, he's running. And I, I would vote for him in a heartbeat. Uh, I, you know, if, if there's nobody better than him, I, I think he already has my vote because I, I know him so well. Uh, I'll reserve the, the official on that until the date because who knows who else will run. Anybody can run for governor here, and uh, which is interesting. But uh, I feel that he's got a maybe a snowball's chance in hell of yeah, winning out here sure. in California. <clears throat> I, but who knows? Because we've been so pushed around here, especially over the last year and a half, that you just don't know. I think all bets are off, but it just seems unlikely that California would uh, elect a, a Republican here. Well, it would be a nightmare, especially in today's culture. Uh, a Republican, especially somebody as conservative as Larry Elder, coming in and trying to work with this existing government, which has been trying so hard to go down a far left uh, change. Uh, yeah, they yeah, are think they're sure. creating a, a change of for the better. And it's it's clearly not. It amazes me how they do that. This kind of brings me to this point, and you can bring it back to this subject if you want, okay. but I have this headline. Two-thirds of Republicans in the South support seceding from the U.S., a sur survey finds. Nearly half of Democrats in the Pacific region and almost 40% in the Northeast also favor seceding from the Union. Where Where is this coming from? What, uh, what, what did you... I got the link. Uh, I'll pull it up. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I have a hard time um believing that uh but uh, 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 let's well okay i'll read more uh this is an article in the daily mail and findings are from a survey conducted by brightline watch and YouGov. hmm that's uh, uh that's interesting i i mean well i i don't know what to well, say with the divisiveness about that. of today yeah, yeah, but seceding from the union, that's, see, that's a think, big deal. I think it's one of those things. <laughs> it's like when Trump uh, was running for president and everybody on the left said that they were going to move to Canada. Yeah. And then, but I, I don't see that as a right-leaning kind of thing, um, mm. you know, like seceding from the right people, uh, conservatives, 
uh, you know, why they're called conservatives is because they want to conserve the original intent of the Constitution. So these people wouldn't necessarily secede from the Constitution. That's well, a, it seems odd to me that anybody no, I got to tell you, that. Merle, I've been having these thoughts a lot myself lately, and it's I think that we've gone down so far down a road that I think is a, just creates a smokescreen around the Constitution that I almost feel we need to secede to get back to what we originally <laughs> were and put some more safeguards in place that so we don't go down this path of being bought off by all the businesses. When you say it that way, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, you know, the Declaration of Independence says it, which we spent a lot of time on together, mm -hmm. but it says it pretty succinctly that when the government stops being a government that is solely there of the people for the people to protect the people's God-given rights, then right. it's our responsibility to destroy that union and Agreed. another one in the image of the previous statement. Mm -hmm. And so you're correct. I guess I look at it more of rather than seceding is I, I want to correct those things because it does also mention that <clears throat> it wouldn't be reasonable to uh, destroy the union uh, just because something's going wrong. Uh, it has to be where we're at a place where we've tried everything. Mm. And um, I really believe that we're we're faced with a situation where we see the states actually standing up for themselves. And and as we talked about, Barry, the states came before the federal government. And right? they always should. And and they and then because the states are where our, our rights are most protected and mm -hmm. our local government, that's that's really what we have to protect. And mm -hmm. and they're under attack. The states' rights are under attack. When you yes. hear what Joe Biden said this week about the voting uh, laws that have been passed in 17 states uh, and how they have a bill in front of the Senate right now. It was HR1, it's now SR1. And uh, it is it will dramatically change the way that voting has happened here in the United States traditionally for the last 200 and what, 40 years. Mm. Uh, it'll change it so that the federal government is in charge of all the rules nationwide. Uh, this is a recipe for complete corruption. This, this is. Um, this is why the states are responsible for it so that they can have uh, uh, local people looking at it because locally people care about what's happening locally more than they care about what's happening federally. What's happening in your backyard, they want to, yeah. so your safeguard is local always. Mm -hmm. And uh, they want to change that. And now the president's comparing this to the civil war era and <laughs> yeah. saying that this is and also bringing it back to like the early 1900s saying that this is jim crow remember the jim crow laws mm -hmm. jim crow 2.0 um and then invoking the civil war i've actually never heard a uh, a president invoke the civil war before uh since we've been alive and i think that's extremely dangerous but it's it's going <laughs> The, the it goes back to what we were talking about about the uh, the state's rights and and how important it is that we 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 keep that whole thing intact and mm -hmm. uh, kind of lost my train of thought on well <laughs> on everything Help I, me you know I know when 
I saw the highlights of that speech that you're talking about with Biden. And when I see this kind of hyperbole over and over again, and Trump, of course, was kind of the king of hyperbole, but I don't know, after that speech, Biden may have, uh, Biden's handlers and speechwriters may have uh, usurped that title. Uh, It really angers me. And increasingly, I think these people are treating people, uh, treating the public like we're stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. But I, I, I think that there's enough uh, halfway intelligent people in this country that are tired of being bamboozled and that are starting to see through all of this, all of the political charades that are going on. And I think we're getting very disenchanted with all of this. It's a, it's a damn clown show all the time in Washington. I, I agree. I, I, I mean, what I'm seeing happening there seems to be very, very dangerous. And um, I, I find it ironic that we have a president that is going after, um, you know, the Georgia voting laws, for instance, and, and really criticizing that when he's been the, the senator for, for Delaware for, you know, 40 some years. And the voting laws in Delaware are far more restrictive than the new voting laws in Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. why not? Why didn't you focus on that? Um, I mean, again, the voting laws in Colorado, where the major league moved that all-star game this week, are way more restrictive than in Georgia. And so yeah. people know this. It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then you take a look at these voting laws that have been passed in every state. Uh, and you, you heard Kamala Harris say this week that, uh, um, hey, well, these these people, these poor people, they don't have access to copiers where they can copy their driver's license and send it in. And it's just like, <laughs> how she, stupid do you think these people are? That exactly. They, I mean, it's she's the, always digging herself into another hole. You know, boy, she sure is a disaster. She I, I is. mean, she is every, I, you know, we were talking about the fact that she, Angela Merkel was visiting her yesterday and I'm thinking poor Angela Merkel. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you come over, you take that flight over from Germany, you're exhausted. And the first yeah. person you got to meet with is her. <laughs> that would be <laughs> a punishment. Tough, yeah, that would be tough. And, and you, you listen to the things that she's saying right now. Always. I just go back to this voting rights thing in Texas, because what happened there is that this voting rights or this voting act was about to pass. And if you take a look at everything they're doing there, it's a reaction to what happened in 2020 with the mail-in and everything. And the, I mean, we saw corruption, this is bottom line. I don't sure. know if it would have changed the election or not. Nobody knows that, but we definitely saw some horrible things. They're trying to uh, correct that whole thing. I don't see anything that's aimed at any particular race there Um, it passed the senate and then it went to the house to be passed it was about to pass but several democrats fleed the state uh oh i forgot about that right because that happened earlier in the week they left the state and went to washington dc and so the reason they did that was so that the house wouldn't be able to have a quorum Mm -hmm. if you don't have a quorum meaning you have the majority of the people there then they can't vote on any of the bills so here you have a bill that is being held hostage it's being delayed because those democrats left the state why did they leave the state because 
the Texas Rangers have the authority to arrest those people and bring them back to the chamber to make a quorum. I mean, actually, every most consti state constitutions have it in their constitution, and even our federal government's constitution has that. Mm. Um, so they left because the Texas Rangers don't have jurisdiction outside the state. And here's Kamala Harris saying that these people are heroes. Uh, they're very courageous, standing up for the rights of the citizens of Texas. And at the same time, these particular uh, House members went and met with the Democratic uh, House members, um, and they encouraged them to get rid of the filibuster. Okay, so the filibuster is what's standing in the way of SR1. Um, in other words, with the filibuster, you need 60 votes for that to pass. There's no way they can get that. So um, they want to eliminate the filibuster. So it's just a, a majority vote. So, okay, here's the hypocrisy in this whole thing is that these Democrats that left Texas are encouraging Democrats to get rid of the filibuster so that they can get their way. Mm -hmm. um, however, by leaving the state, they've effectively caused a filibuster mm -hmm. in Texas. So they're mm -hmm. filibustering and mm -hmm. telling the federal government to get rid of the filibuster in ready in order to get the same thing. So mm -hmm. it's good to filibuster when it's for your way. And at the same time, when it's not, don't filibuster. You can't have it both ways. Well, I, I understand. And I also want to throw some perspective out there that um, I read that the Republicans in Portland did this exact same thing, fled Portland. Uh, I don't think that's right. Yeah, for uh, twice right. it was uh, legislation about climate change. Oh, you well, can look it up. But here's the thing. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's not right to, I don't think it's right to flee oh, your state. It's wrong. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. When, when Kamala Harris said that, hey, they're standing up for the rights of the people, well, the legislature is is voted in by the people. Mm -hmm. And so when you leave the state because you don't want the vote to go away, you don't want it to go. No, these well, are that's not standing up for the rights of the people. It's not. These the are the rights of the people are being points. being taken. Right. Exactly. That's awful. exactly right. I don't I don't think it's right for any politician to leave their mm -hmm. duty to make mm -hmm. a, a political point. I think that's and plus we are paying them to be there. And we're not paying point. them to leave. We're, we're the taxpayers. We're not paying. Look, it didn't go your way, but to stand in your position that we're paying you to be in. That's a, I, I just it's, don't like this. No, we, we set up a system of rules. Our, uh, our politics right. are set up yes, in a certain yes. way. And now they're trying to uh, bend the rules and just play with them. It's, it's all ploys. It's really underhanded. I don't like anything about it. And wait a minute. So the government governor says that they're going to be arrested. He said this almost a week ago, but yeah, said that like Monday or something said that they were going to be arrested when they right. uh, come back. Is there any legal precedence there? Yeah. Uh, like I was just saying, it's, it's, it's in their constitution. Um, when you think of arrest, they're not going to be arrested and thrown in jail. Uh, they're going to be arrested uh, and taken to the the legislature, and okay. they're not going to be allowed to leave until they vote. That is in their constitution. Oh, By the okay. way, it's in our federal constitution as well. 
Hmm. Okay. okay. And so, uh, so in other words, the Constitution takes it very seriously that you're not supposed to do that up mm. to the point that they are, they have the authority to arrest you and bring you back to do your duty. So it, it speaks volumes to it the action that they have taken. It and does. like I said, I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, this is it's not wrong. right. It's funny yeah. business. Yeah. It is funny business. Yeah. I like funny business in my Speaking politics. of funny business, do you hear you're a Hunter Biden's a budding artist. <laughs> you know, I heard he's it. selling like that. I mean, he, oh, this is big. He's man. a professional now. Yeah, he went to rehab, picked up some paintbrushes because, you know, you do that art therapy and rehab. Right, right. And now he's selling this stuff. They said that this New York uh, gallery owner says that they're going to price this stuff between $75,000 and $500,000. Uh, half a piece. million dollars for who? Okay, so who's going to buy that? They That's will what I not disclose those names. The art, the entire art world is a notorious money laundering scheme. Seriously, mm, for billionaires. Yeah, uh, Crystal and Sager, might have been Sager, did a really good episode on this. And do I have a link in here? I don't think I do. Uh, easy to find, though. Uh, so, like the Saudi princes, the oil tycoons and stuff like right, that, right. they'll purchase artwork for millions of dollars and never even see it it'll go into a warehouse somewhere and i think how they explained it is it'll just get sold again in another way but it's all really money money laundering schemes and so even the fact that back to hunter biden the first time artist who's all of a sudden demanding uh, half a million dollars Picasso prices for his doodles yeah, yeah. So Those drug rehab doodles. Over three hundred thousand people demand inquiry into quote Biden family corruption. I have a link to that article. Over three hundred thousand have signed a petition from one of Washington's top watchdogs, demanding that a special counsel be appointed to investigate allegations that President Biden, Biden and family members, notably budding artist and son Hunter have profited off public service and he spent his entire life gaming this this system oh my and, gosh he really has and uh, complicit with the mainstream media who won't cover it whatsoever I, that, that which is censorship i mean that that's mm. that's what's happening right there it's some crazy yeah. stuff going on hey i got one other thing go ahead and i saw this on tucker carlson so mm. Um, And when I heard it, Barry, I was shocked and I didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and um, and because it was so shocking, but they're saying that ICE has confirmed this. And um, and so what's happening is that uh, they've uncovered the fact that uh, these uh, uh, people coming up from Mexico are being taken to this airport in Del Rio, Texas. That's the same area, the same border area that Kamala Harris went to. Mm. There's an Air Force base there where they are uh, flying um, plane loads of individuals into the interior of the country. I heard that. Um, And they're using our Air Force to do it. Uh, They're flying them to states like Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, to name a few. And uh, when you take a look at the amounts that have been coming over the border, over a million so far this year, 
um, this, uh, and then you start to look at where they're flying these people. These, if you if you think about the presidential election, it's Florida, it's Georgia, it's North mm. Carolina, oh. it's uh, it's Michigan. Uh, these are all the states that were very, very, very close, and mm. so uh, obviously we talked about this earlier that uh, this party. Um, some in this party believe that if you put these people into those areas that they'll vote for right. the Democrats, especially right. with the <clears throat> the voting laws that uh, they want to implement with SR1. Mm -hmm. This would change the uh, the constituents in in these these traditionally red states or the ones that are purple right now would mm -hmm. be changed to blue states, and uh, they're using our military without our consent. Uh, mm -hmm. Our military is is um, interesting because. Uh, under Trump, uh, Trump asked the military to help with the border situation happening, and the leaders of the military said that that was a political uh, thing, and the military should not ever be involved in politics, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the border uh, and the protection of the border, it seems to be constitutionally the military's uh, duty to protect the border. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there seemed to be a conflict there. But here it is that under this administration, the military is actually assisting and taking um, non-citizens and, 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 and placing them into uh, into areas that could potentially change the political dynamics of that area. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very, very serious offense to the American people. Yep. It is anti-constitutional. And I would also say that uh, if this is the plan of the administration, that this actually would qualify as an impeachable offense. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't have all the details on this, but what I did understand from this show was that uh, ICE had confirmed that this actually is happening. I think we need to further investigate this, but if this truly is happening, um, we've never seen anything like this happen in our government before. Mm -hmm. And uh, this would go right to exactly what you were talking about, Barry, and that this no longer is government of the people and for the people. Mm -hmm. And something has to be done uh, about Agreed. that situation. No, it's awful. It, it's awful. And Mariah, say we got we to gotta start winding this up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, on a lighter side here, I want to say come <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Look at this. Sunday, I am bringing Charlie home. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah I got some new renters coming in for a month. And uh, as soon as I get that settled on its early Sunday, I'm going out to pick up Charlie. Charlie, what yes. good looking boy he is. Oh my God, look at that face. So, so let me ask you, okay, so you're getting a puppy and mm -hmm. what kind of, I know that you have a very nice house and mm -hmm. you have, your wife is very much like mine and mm -hmm. you know, she's gonna, you know, she's very particular about the a house. A little bit. Nice things and everything. You're like that too. I mean, she's not the only one. You're very, you're very- Not to her level. I know, but we're guys. <laughs> And yeah. for a guy, you're like the neatest guy that I know. Uh, seriously. And hear that, honey? Do you yeah, hear that? But we are all pigs. So he's the neatest <laughs> pig in the, in the herd. <laughs> all right. Where are you going with this? Where are you um, going with this? I'm just saying that. So this is a puppy. He's going to chew. He's going to pee. He's going to poop. How are you guys going to deal with this? Oh, cage training. 
Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that's it's really the most effective way right. to potty train a dog because they it's really uh, disturbing for them to have an accident in their own little enclosed space. Yes. You know, the dog always wants to go somewhere way out there and go do his business and come back. And and in the house before they know better, that piece of carpeting on the other side of the house will do just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do the cage training for sure. And I, I'm confident that this will go pretty well, pretty quickly. And the fact that we both work from here now remotely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a big deal. So how do you prevent them from chewing up like the furniture cage? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cage is the answer. Yeah, no, I'll let them out all the time. And yeah, I plan yeah, on, it's a perfect time of year to start him too, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'll take them out like all the, all the time and stuff. And, you know, we'll gradually give him more freedom, uh, under our supervision in the evenings and stuff like that. And yeah. we'll just see how that cool. goes. Yeah. It's going to take yeah. a while for a little puppy to get through that. So that's that. I just, and the congratulations, end, thank you. This is a yeah. big deal. It's a that very is a big, big deal. deal. This is a so, big, big deal. You got a new family member coming mm, in and that's really the, what, what life's going to change. Yeah. It is. Gonna um, change. I wanted to ask you how far you've gotten through Schitt's Creek. How's that going? So uh, I, the way I'm watching it is it comes on every weekend and several episodes come on. So we could not wait to watch mm. the episodes mm. this weekend. And for some reason, they didn't come on. We didn't mm. we didn't capture them. So now we're like, we, we're, it's almost like we're addicted to the show. It's like, oh, my God, it's not on. Why didn't well, it come on? <laughs> we're all panicked. Um, the other day. I decided yeah. to pick it back up and check it yeah. out again. And mm-hmm. it's been a long hiatus because as I said, I, the agenda stuff was being pushed down my throat to turn me off. Yeah, um, right. And I remember telling you it was like season four or five. It was right No, I got up to six. I, uh-huh. I noticed when I pulled it back up, I was on episode two of season six and it's still a good show. I, uh, I've watched a couple episodes and I did a little fast forwarding, really get tired of seeing the, all the men kissing on there. I don't, uh. By the way, I don't like watching men and women kissing either. It kind of no, like, ugh. I don't like that either. And yeah. I, I feel like it even like, I don't want to see the the heterosexual sex either, uh, right. you know, happening. Right. Right. Why do I want to see that? Right, right. Uh, so that usually takes really, away from the storyline for me. It totally, yeah, it's uh, it totally, anyways. If you get beyond that, it's still a good show. There's still great characters and there's still those silly, quick episodes of you know whatever happens yeah. in that 20 minute it goes by so fast you it know, does go by fast and i and that's one of the things that that's fun about it is that you know you could go Silly. through four episodes and, and just start binge watching the show because it's so fun to watch yeah. it it's uh, the writing characters is are very good. creative yeah and you, you'd stand yeah. up liking the that's the thing we said this a bunch of times but it was real it was truly amazing to me when uh, something nice happened for the sun yeah. and I cried yeah. and I'm like, wait a second. What's, ha- what's, what's happening to me? This is just a silly show, but you yeah. end up like personally liking each one of yeah. these characters. Yeah. Okay. With that, we gotta, we gotta sign off here. Yeah. Uh, really over. So everybody, thanks for being with us. Please go to over 50 starting over.com to uh, subscribe to our email and get these shows dropped into your ma- mailbox as it happens. Also, please like us on YouTube. If that's where you watch us, give us a, a like and a share. And if you subscribe to our podcast, which is the way I would do it, uh, please uh, give us a five-star rating there. Thanks 
Thanks a bunch. Right. See you next week.